it's better to miss out on trades than to proactively take bad trades. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Real Life Trading Pivot Podcast, uh, brought to you by our preferred partner, Trade Nation. We got my boy, my co-host and partner in the house, Dean Bradshaw. Welcome back again. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling very good, Dan. Very good. Um, had a really good week. How about you? A terrific week. Terrific week. There you go. This episode... <laughs> Uh, kind of, kind of gets me. It, it's a, it's an interesting topic because I never thought about this or the importance of this ever until I actually had some questions come in from traders, and I thought it was the most bizarre question I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, I, I just do what everybody else does, but they want to know about morning routines. And at the time of the question, and I had this, it was not from one trader. It was multiple people say, hey, what's your what's your morning routine? Like, what do you do in the morning? And I was like, I don't know. I wake up and I do normal things. I'm not a, I don't put on a super cape and <laughs> do anything special. I don't know why you guys are asking. But the more I thought about it, and then uh, myself and, and Tracy, we did, we did talk about some morning routines and things like that. But you, you, we haven't got your take yet on the morning routines. Um, and I am curious, what, what do you do to, to prepare yourself for the day, prepare yourself for the market? Um, and do you do anything also prior to the morning? Do you do anything at night for, for research or anything like that to even prepare for the morning? <clears throat> I don't do nothing at night because I'm a firm believer in trying to switch off. I'm one of these people who've got an overactive mind. So if I continue to look at different things, then there's a good chance I won't sleep. So you know, and I'm one, again, one of these people that as soon as my eyes open and when I'm in bed, I have to get up. I can't lay there and try to go back to sleep. I'm just up. So every time I'm up, uh, you know, my eyes open, I wake up. I don't, I don't have the same routine every morning, but I do have a framework for a routine. So I normally wake up anywhere between 5am and 5.30am. That would be the first thing that, that I have to wake up and the, the first thing that I grab is my is my water and it has to be room temperature. I don't want anything too cold first thing in the morning. So it's room temperature and I normally just I normally sink that just to get the juices flowing. Um, and then I will hit uh, coffee, black coffee, one sugar done because that gets me that the, the energy that I need because now I'm about to go and do a 45 minute to an hour workout. Do that every single day, six days a week, I only rest on Sunday. So that's the first thing I do. Try not to check emails or, or anything like that because I'll be distracted. And once I've got my workout done, then it's normally shower, um, make my breakfast, which is two boiled eggs and a bowl of porridge every morning without foul. And I, I watch Bloomberg in the background whilst going through emails just to see what's happening in, in the financial world, especially leading up to the London Open. Um, which is where I get a lot of my data. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'll trade the London Open, but I use the London Open and in terms of its highs and lows if I, when I trade uh, when the New York cash market's open, so, which is my, my ideal time to, to trade. So once I've started to so I'll probably do that for about an hour, and then it's I can hear the noises upstairs, the kids are waking up, the wife's starting to stir. So I make the kids pack lunches, 
ready to, to get them off to school. Um, then they come down, probably cause a racket for a period of time. There's that morning argument of my eldest daughter doesn't want to wear her hair a certain way and my wife telling her that she has to. And I just listen to that go on. Sometimes I am guilty of putting my uh, AirPods in just because it's noise cancelling and I haven't got to hear that before I start my day. But don't tell the wife that. <laughs> and then, yeah, the girls normally come down and once they're down, I, I, I give them some breakfast and get them, get them off to school. School run done and then I'm back in front of my computer 9 a.m. 9 Spain time, 8 a.m. UK time, really just to see how the London market is, is opening and, and what happens within that market. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I think what you're going for is trying to be calm before the markets. Yeah. Just, just self-center yourself in the morning. Yeah. All yeah. Right. yeah Semi-similar. Semi-similar for me. Uh, for me, I will, before I go to sleep, I usually check the futures. Okay. Just just to give myself, like, oh, where where are we? What's the sentiment going into tomorrow? Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, right? So sometimes, yeah. I'm, sometimes I'm like, okay, this, this market looks like it's tanking. But a lot of times when you're watching futures, Sometimes they follow through. Other times, by the time you wake up in the morning, it's complete opposite. So, realistically, I, I don't, and I'm not trading futures or or anything like that. I'm, I'm mainly trading stocks, but just to get an idea of of what's happening, if there's anything that drastically changed from the day that I should probably be concerned with the next day or something to look into. But I'll briefly check that before I, before I even go to sleep. Um, then in the morning, one of the things I used to do, which I completely stopped doing, is the first thing I would do is wake up and check where we are in the market. Yeah. And then I, I kind of got the feeling like I was like, I might be a little addicted at this point. I, I should probably, because <laughs> then, like you said, um, you, you're trying to accomplish everything before you start your work day, right? And I, I think the days where the market was green and looking good, I, I, felt, I felt good in the morning. But the days that I wake up first thing, I'm like, oh, accounts are down. It, it kind of subconsciously seeped into my head like it was a bad day like it was yeah it was not going to be a bad day and that's kind of set the tone for the rest of the day um and even though we can make money shorting the market and buying puts and things like that you just had that little bit of this this day is not going to be great <laughs> like this yeah you, you just have that little bad bad feeling yeah because then you know when the markets are down it, even you know macro news you know, it's everything's doom and gloom like you know this happened recently um GBP was the lowest it's been in 50 years against the US dollar. So I get it. Everyone in the UK, they're all crying and they're saying this is it. You know, we're like a, a submerging country now and blah, blah, blah. But for me, I'm like, okay, cool. Go short on GBP today. Easy, yep. easy stuff for me. I'm like, this is brilliant. I hadn't even got to figure out the daily bias. They just told me it's brilliant. So, so I think <laughs> I, I, I try to have that type of approach. That's why I don't like, I, I, I like, I look at Bloomberg because in my opinion, and this is a, a story for another day, Bloomberg, I think you you get the true news, right? And I, I don't just mean financial news. I think you get the true news. So, you know, I looked at it when COVID happened and everyone's, you know, it, 
pandemic and everyone's oh no this is it now we're gonna go into a recession and then you read that you know some conglomerate are buying someone out for three point something billion you're like well i don't think we're it's too it's, it's that doom and gloom see there is still money circulating right so i try to always think to myself bloomberg is where you get the true news and you get the true feel of how the markets are going to react during the day on things so that's why i always like to to start my day off watching that Again, I take most stuff with a pinch of salt as well. I'm like, look, I get it, you know. Um, nothing is, is gospel, but it just gives me that type of, okay, the bias. Or I might hear something that will be, okay, cool, that's made my decision for the day when I'm trading this. And, I, and that's the only reason why I, I do like to, to, to do that. But I also do that whilst I read my emails for other things because I don't want to be too focused on, on, on one thing. Um, yeah, well, be- I, I think I think even having that self-centered groundness in the morning, I, I think it's easy to wake up and put on Bloomberg or CNBC or start checking stock tweets and Reddit and whatever else and easily get caught up in the hype that's going on, right? So if, if you turn on Bloomberg and the world is ending and everybody's freaking out about cash it's easy to to get immediately put into a mindset of yeah you know this is the end of the world and everything's going to zero and you just get that mentality right but if you come into it from a place of self-awareness of like well i I did get the opportunity to wake up today and that that glass of water was the perfect temperature yeah you, you start to realize like there's number one, you, there's nothing you could control about the markets that you can't control what happens in the markets. You can only, you can only give it your own perspective and trade how you think it's going to work, but you could easily see if, if you're kind of taking yourself away from the situation, like everybody else is freaking out. Uh, I mean, Warren Buffett says buy when everyone's fearful, right? Yeah. By looking at, by looking at the panic that's happening, your, your opportunity might be like, okay, well, everybody already sold. They're already selling. Do I want, as soon as this bell to ring, me to jump in there and also go bearish and move with the herd? Or would this give me an opportunity to just step back a little bit and wait for a better price? Maybe there's a better buy opportunity than there is sell today, right? And just, you kind of have that outer body almost experience where you're just, you're like, okay, what, what actually is a rational play here as opposed to, getting caught up but if the first thing you hear is old negative and the world's crying you you it's very easy to get swept up and now you're you're kind of just in the herd yeah no exactly that and again you know i do have the perfect temperature water and i had, it was trial and error just to figure out where that is going to be and it's to the left of my bedroom right in the corner i wake up and it is the perfect temperature and that's taken a lot of positioning around and again hence the reason why i stick it there but that's a side note but yeah, I get. I, I try to take everything with a pinch of salt and not try to take everything as gospel. Because I think, again, especially in the morning, because for me, I, I, I'm a morning person. And it's, you're, you're setting yourself up for the day. So that's why I try not to get too stressed out what goes on with um, the children, trying to get them ready for school, trying to get myself prepared for the day ahead. Because my wife's completely different to me. And I think you have to know yourself as well, right? So something could really annoy me when I wake up and I can't shake that off for the rest of the day. That's me. 
that that is now my mood for the day i've tried all this meditation i've tried thinking mm. positively but my brain just will not allow that so it's like nope done so my wife's different like she's highly emotional she goes through every single emotion in the first five minutes of a day and doesn't affect her work doesn't affect anything so if i could be like that then it wouldn't be no problem so i, I always try to whatever i'm doing try to train myself to always see a positive in that so yes my sterling is eroding and it's worth nothing but i can trade that and just go short <laughs> that's how i start to plan out my day right so Again, I totally agree. It's I try not to get caught up with um, anything that I think can give me a negative effect for the rest of the day because it's my duty as an individual, as a father, as a business owner, as a, as a coach, as a mentor, to always have that. Not positive. You can have. You can allow yourself not to be positive at times, but people come to you looking for positivity. So if I haven't got that naturally, I, I'm not one to fake it. You know, there will be an episode that you and I do, Dan, where I've had a bad day and I probably will say two or three words and you'll be like, what the hell's going on? I can't hide that. But, but, but that day's yet to come. have a bad day on the same day, I think there's still... <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll make it. We'll survive. Everybody gets one. Um, but exactly. yeah, no, I, if, have you had a day that that you weren't able to stick to that morning routine. And how did that affect your, your trading for the rest of the day? My, my biggest thing is working out. And that's something that has taken some time for me to correlate. If I haven't worked out, it affects my mood or affects my day. Um, so I can't think what it was. Maybe it pulled my hands up. Maybe I had a heavy night the night before and my alarm went off at, at five and I just thought, no, I'll just lay here and, you know, with this hangover. and. Yeah, it, it eats into my day. I don't feel as energetic. I don't feel as vibrant. I don't feel as, I don't want to use the word positive, but you know, the slightest thing would start to chip away at the positivity that I normally bring everywhere I go. For some reason, people always comment on how positive I am or my energy levels, right? So I, I noticed when I don't work out that that is a big, factor if i have a bad day don't get me wrong right if there is something that some terrible news happened doesn't matter if it worked out or not i'm still going to allow myself to be emotionally affected by that but you know on, on the whole i notice if i don't work out then then that's when I, I let negativity seep through my being and also i know that if i sometimes i plan to work out later in the day because i've had a, an early meeting or something's happened i never do that I, i'm not an afternoon person to work out so I have to work out in the morning before I do anything. Otherwise, the, the probability of me working out that day becomes less and less. And then my positivity takes a hit for that. Gotcha. What about yes. yourself? Yeah, so for me, it's it's um, it, it's weird, too, because you have because I have, I have the kids as well. And it's it's you're almost shifting what you have to do, at least for me from summer to school time right so like when the kids yeah. are in school as like my morning routine changes yeah right I, I try to keep it as consistent as possible but you you have one i mean the kids are up we were like okay cool just you guys do your thing it's summertime watch some tv have some breakfast you're, you're good relax i'll be hanging out with you and, and they're old enough to to comprehend like i'm, I'm working i'm busy and 
let's let's let him have his time in school. Well, when school's around, you're on a time limit, right? So for me, I'm on the East Coast. I got the market opening pretty much right when school's starting. So at, all the time before that, I gotta get them one awake, two eat breakfast, three get them changed, get them all set, pack their bags, and like if they're waking up and they slept on the wrong side of the bed, your, your whole day is like. It's crazy, and you have to kind of recenter yourself. So, I'll, I'll still pretty much go through the same morning routine that I that I'll normally go through, but I I do notice like when the kids wake up and they're they're not feeling it that day, and I'm like the, the bus is coming, I got to get you to school, whatever whatever the case is. I, I before the market opens, I usually try to get like fifteen minutes to myself before I yeah. even take it, and if I can't get that fifteen minutes. I'll delay myself on trading, right? Yeah. Because I, I need to almost refocus myself, really figure out what's happening. I, I know, um, especially as soon as the, the first kid was born, right? And I never had that experience. The wife should be going to, to work. I, I, I got the kid here. I'm like, oh, I could still trade and that's fine. He'll be in the, and then as soon as I get in the trade, he starts crying or she'll start crying. And then, and then I'm like, okay, what are you, what are you crying about? I'm trading. <laughs> I should be the one. Have you seen my trades? I should be crying. Um, but it was, it was just kind of taking. You have to get used to, I think, the the different phases of life. And there's always different challenges that that approach. But you have to. I, I think you have to be in touch with what's actually happening. And if you start getting out of that rhythm of this is my day. This is, this is what I do. There has to be a way for you to reconnect yourself to, to you, to your atmosphere and, and really get back into that zone of focus. Um, and if, if you can't, my, my recommendation is don't trade that day, right? Yeah. Just, it's better to miss out on trades than to proactively take bad trades. So that's really interesting that you bring that up because that's one of the things that I've implemented this year. <clears throat> And that's when I don't feel like trading, don't trade. Before I used to force myself to trade and okay, look, you know, this is the time I've allocated that I trade and re religiously I'm gonna trade that time. But this year I, I just decided, you know, look, if I don't feel like trading, then don't trade. And my trading's actually improved massively since I do that. I've become like a sniper in terms of, okay, this is what I'm looking for. I feel good today, let's take this trade. And then if I don't, if I don't feel like trading, and I will know, I will, I will know most, at some point in the morning, I will know if I am if I want to trade or not that day. So what I don't do is I just don't look at any charts because I can just be sucked into taking a trade because I feel like it's my duty to take one rather than wanting to take one. And that is one thing that I, I have implemented this year. So that was a really good, that's a valid point that you, you, you bring up there. Yeah, I, I think that, again, self-centeredness goes a lot into it. The, the emotion that you start the day with does follow through. Um, I've, I've been, I've been for the most part, slowing down as well. So there, there's a lot of times, even if I'm completely self-centered and in the zone and I'm feeling good, feeling normal, everything is, is all engines go. If I, there's, there's days where I'll look at the market and it's like, and I don't know, I had this realization probably about six months ago. And I, I've made it purpose, I've purposely been working on, on doing this, but there's there's days in the market where I wake up and I'm like, this stock looks like, yeah, they're getting clobbered. 
I like this trade. The entire market looks like that's a big gap down on the market. That's a good big gap up on the market. And you just have a little bit, you just wake up and you're like, there's, I have the clarity. Like this, there's, you just have conviction behind like the, the theory. You're like this, there's no way this thing doesn't do what I think it does. And, and there's days where I wake up, I'll see the market like that. And then there's other days um, where I wake up and I'm like, honestly, we, I could go bullish bearish. I, I don't really have an edge. I, I could see a good case for both the bulls and the bears to be excited today. And those are days where I used to sit there and, and be in front of the computer and, and trade. And they were very, very difficult days. And so even, even a step further from the morning routine, just being able to open the chart about 30 minutes before the market opens, trying to understand where the different levels are, understanding who's, who's trapped, who's not. And, and I've, I've been able to, to tell myself, I, I, I don't have a good edge today. I, I don't have a good reason to trade. There's, there's, and, and those days I've made the conscious effort to just not really trade or, or if I'm still hanging out watching and I'm like, okay, now we're clearly breaking the, I think the decision's made and I'm able to capture a small little win, but it's very less trades or no trades on days that I just don't have that clear clarity, which could come from the markets could come from the craziness in the morning, whatever, just to step away and just say, uh, I, I don't need to, to make money. I, I think another thing that got me to that point was also the fact that once you start to really understand how money works, you, you really start to realize you don't have to trade every single day, mm. right? If you're, if you're building out the, the long-term accounts, if you're, you're got some investments in other places, you, you understand exactly what, how much a bank pays you to keep your, your money with them. Yeah. If I'm sitting there for one good day in the market per week, I'm crushing that same large investment into a bank for an entire year. Like I'm still yeah. coming out more positive than that, what they would have gave me. And I'm still ahead of the game. So obviously you're trying to make as yeah. much money as possible. But when, once I was going back and looking at my, my sheets and I'm like, yeah, there was, there was no edge on this day. And of course it's the day I lost two hours yeah, or okay. I took 15 trades and I made an hour and a half. <laughs> For me, what else could I have been doing with my time or my day? And then I'm looking at the days that I'm like, I wake up and I'm just, just clarity. You're just like, okay, this is, this is, we're definitely going, this is a bullish market today. And just being able to play those trades and focus your time, energy into those trades, you've seen a lot more just productivity and moving in the right direction as opposed to sitting there all day battling back and forth. And, and, and even on the days of clarity, you're still two trades, three trades. Like, great, I, I, I hit yeah. them. Nice. I'm, I'm done for the day. Where before I would sit there all day and just watch yeah. the market from open to close, and you really get caught up in. <laughs> and I think you hit the nail on the head once again, Dan. By saying, you know, it, when you when you haven't got an edge and you're, and you're sitting there all day, like what else can you be doing? So you, it's like the opportunity cost. You might think that you've got an opportunity in front of the chart to make money, but you could be there all day, where you can go and do something else, whether it's to make money for another business or where to spend time with, with your family or like I like to do, spend time with myself and then just go down the, go down the golf course. That's it. I, my, my plan is to get to golf as quickly as I can. So, but there's a few things that have to be in place. First and foremost, the wife is number one. She has to be happy because you know, I've tried to sneak out a few times and she's always caught me. Um, the kids need to be at school because you know, my wife needs help with the kids because they're like two Tasmanian devils, which, 
I just, you know, I would, I would hate for anyone to invite me to, to their house and they have nice things because my kids will break them in an instant. Um, and that's the truth. Don't invite us around. <laughs> Third, I need to make sure that I've, we've made money to pay our bills for the day or whatever I've done you know, to make sure that there is some income there. And then my plan is to get to, get to golf. So the whole reason I do this and I'm structured in my morning routine is because I'm trying to get that velocity of money to come in. So the only thing I do in my 50s is play golf. And I'm like, look, if it's not golf, then I don't want to know about it. That's the overall plan. Uh, but we'll, we'll see if I get there. I know Tony Powerlack's halfway there at the moment, so I'm, I'm envious at him. But I call that lack of ambition on his behalf. He's just uh, one of the moderators in, in the real life trading community. He uh, plays golf most days now. He's, Very he's on the golf course. Trader. Yeah, all, all the time. But, yeah, but I think he's got lack of ambition. You, I don't know if you've thought about this, Dean, but a suggestion for you. I don't know if you've thought yeah. about this, but if you want to get your – I think you could probably get it from like Amazon or, or some place, but you could get a cardboard cutout of yourself. Oh man. Right. And then this way, if you plant that in the kitchen, I, I think you can fool everybody. You could be out that door playing golf and everyone still yeah. thinks you're home. And I'm... Yeah. You know what? I, that's a great idea, but I'd have to be careful where I place it. Cause like you said in the kitchen, then people know that's not me. I very rarely step in there. <laughs> I, I, as my wife tells me many times, you know, I, I've got a massive secret talking about the kitchen, well off subject, but I have to say it because I feel guilty and it burns me up inside. So my wife accused me recently that we don't, I don't help out around the home a lot. So I'm like, cool, what do you need me to do? It'd be nice for you just to load the dishwasher, no problem, and unload it if it's full. So I'm like, okay, cool. There was this one time that like, this week that we were so busy and I had to go on a coaching call at nine o'clock in the morning for me. Kids had just gone to school, so I'm rushing around. And I remembered I haven't unloaded the dishwasher. So I didn't have time, Dan. So don't judge me. I just put it on another cycle. I just pressed go again. And then I just said, yeah, I put the dishwasher on and then just went upstairs to the office. She didn't quiz me on it. So I'm, I'm assuming I've got away with it. You know, it's been a Until few days now. Until she listens. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. When did this one air? I'll make sure that we don't, uh, she don't listen we, we to We get this edit one. this out, right? <laughs> edit this part out please but yeah so that's a good idea i might look into that i'm hoping that when we get the whole virtual reality thing down we can just all wear these virtual reality glasses and i can just get a picture of me here so she looks into the office it looks like i'm typing away at the laptop really it's, it's a good plan yeah no it, it worked plan. for ferris bueller i don't i don't understand why we can pull this off but I'm watching this clock tick down a little bit. So unfortunately, we are just about at the end of Real Life Trading Confessions. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I do appreciate you joining us. Uh, Dean, co-hosting with me as always. And uh, thank you to everybody once again who listens to the Real Life Pivot podcast uh, each and every week. Again, we do have all the links below. We have one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching. We got all the free education, uh, which I've been asked um, many times how do i how do i access any of the free education and how much does it actually cost zero nothing just go to reallifetrading.com you can take full courses beginner intermediate and advanced courses with real life trading and once again we will see you guys on another episode of the pivot podcast take it easy guys